Hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be letting these motherfuckers control you. You know what I'm saying? This your bus. This your plane. You driving it. And if a motherfucker want to fuck with you, then they need to get on the bus and be a good passenger or they going to get off. And it's really just that simple. What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandy. And I'm Jamal. And we're the host of Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A, a podcast where you'll be hearing three different, different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Living Millennial. This is Brittany. Hey, hey, it's Mandisa. And this is Jamal. And we are back with episode 35. I'm so excited about this episode, y'all, because we're going to learn so much about one another. And also, I'm excited because we have the one, the only, Maisha joining us today. How you doing? Hi. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've always wanted to say that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mai, and uh, we'll catch up as well. You motherfuckers know who I am. (laughs) 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 Maisha Mystic, pronouns they, them. Uh, Creator, founder of Souls and G-Spots, sociosexual analyst, pessimistic, optimistic lover doctoral student in a, in a sexuality program, Ooh. world changer, uh, sacred hoe, so many things. <laughs> All the things, my friend. See, I wouldn't have been able to do that. See, I would not have been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a beauty in defining self, you know? I say it is. Thank you. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's catch up a bit, y'all. So much has happened. This is our second episode um, into 2021. Our last episode, we talked about all the bullshit that happened on January 6th. All of it. All of it. But, you know, that has happened. We're processing. um, And, yeah, let's just catch up. What have you all been up to since 2021 started? Uh, I, I can say I feel like my goals are I'm, I'm very much in line with my goals, which feels good. We're reaching uh, halfway through the first month of the year. Uh, so I still feel like I'm, I'm on track with the things that uh, I've decided to bring to the forefront of my life this quarter and this month. Uh, but in general, I feel like things are bubbling to the surface for me, like nothing's nothing's quite, you know, like groundhogging themselves out, but I feel like there's a nice little bubble. So um, hopefully that translates to champagne bubbles, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Ooh. Yes, champagne bubbles. We love champagne bubbles. Yeah, I I love that, Mandisa. I love, I know a lot of people are, you know, manifesting has their goals for this new year. You know, I'm contrary as usual. And so 2021 is another day and I am steadily just moving forward with self and those that I love and working with my wonderful team over at Say with some beautiful youth, building some work and some poetry and writing, building this show over the things that's going on in this world. And, um, you know, there's a lot more that is still coming our way. And so I think it's important for all of us to continue to self-care and self-love because there's a purging that's happening. And, you know, and so I'm staying steady with taking care of me. I'm steadily evolving, seeing myself, being vulnerable with myself and others, learning and growing and healing. And uh, yeah, that's what this year is going to be because it has to be. Um, so yeah, that's me. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling love. And uh, I love that. I'm happy. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just spiritually right now, uh, energetically for me, I'm in an interesting place in my life where um, so much is coming to the surface and we'll hopefully be able to get into that. I'm having to process a lot of different things and I've been resting. I've never been able to, I don't think I've ever slept this much. I think the last time I've slept this much is maybe when I was a baby, honestly. I don't think I've ever been able to sleep this much, which is good because I deserve to be rested. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I think healers need to be rested. <laughs> hey. So hey. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that I, it, it just solidifies that I have something big coming to me, which is why I think spirit is like, we want you rested. 
we need you to get sleep. <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. Thank you for sharing that. Brittany, yeah. how you doing? You know what? I'm good. A lot of processing on this end as well, y'all. I'm not going to lie. A lot of processing, which actually started in 2020. Um, and yeah, a lot of action as well. A lot of action, a lot, a lot of hard conversations, but a lot of uplifting and affirming conversations. That That's what's happening. I'm still processing as I process, if that makes any sense. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm still, I, I'm writing a lot more um, and I'm able to identify a number of things that, um, yeah, that I wasn't able to before. So I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for that. So that's, that's what's up on my end, y'all. That's what's up on my end. That absolutely, 1000% makes sense to process as you process. Like I almost had to fight myself to unmute myself just to say like, cause it resonated so much. So immediately with me, like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, exactly. And what comes out when you, and what comes out when you say that to processing as you process, what I translate that to is presence and acceptance, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Because it's not trying to do anything or process to get something. It's just seeing what's there and letting the process go through. And then that's when, you know, that's when things drop in. That's when you hear that whisper inside that when you get in purpose, not when you're like trying to do, trying to process, trying to do, but mm -hmm. being present. And so that's what it sounds like with processing while I'm processing, being present mm -hmm. with yourself and letting things go through. And there's so much in this world that wants us not to be in a confused space, but sometimes being confused with self as you process through is necessary because that's your spirit and your being getting you on purpose. And like, that doesn't just happen like ding dong, like the ding dong happens and then all the confusion happens because the spirit is unlearning all this stuff that's happening energetically. And yeah. so that makes 150% sense, 150% <laughs> sense. Y'all get what mm -hmm. I'm saying though, even if yep. I don't make sense. That makes 150% sense. <laughs> <laughs> you own it, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what's been up and and again I'm very appreciative of what's happening because um, I really am seeing myself and I'm also like just really grateful of who I surround myself with you know I don't think this would have happened if I hadn't really built the friendships um, that I have now you know my mirrors y'all are my mirrors so it's it's I'm excited about it um, so Mendisa you got yes. the you got the <laughs> word of the day for us today you know I Let do. It you know I do. All right. Today's word of the day, and y'all know how this goes. We try to use it as often as we can, um, genuinely in, in the discussion. So today's word of the day is perpetuate. It's a verb, and it means to make something, typically an undesirable situation or an unfounded belief, Continue indefinitely. Perpetuate. Okay, girl. Perpetuate. Yes. The one. My my favorite part of this is most of this is in a parenthesis. So the sh shortened, truncated version of what perpetuate means is to make something continue indefinitely. Got you. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I also like the word that you added in there in replace of to shorten. So we see what you do. I see what you oh, did there, girl. Truncate. Mm, that's a little two words of the day for you. Okay. <laughs> that part. Y'all see why this is Mandisa's segment. Okay. Y'all see why we get it from her. We getting the word of the day from her. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for that. I'm excited to use that word. Um, I think a lot of what's happening in the world, a lot of things that's, that is uncovering or are uncovering um, will will allow us to continue to use this word. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Keep it in your pocket. Put it, <laughs> put it in the chamber. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Let's go. All right, y'all. So this episode, we did not forget the game. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So this particular segment, we're going to switch it up just a bit because neither myself, Mandisa or Jamal are going to give you, we're not going to, to host this section, right? We're going to give it all up to our special guest today, my Isha. They are going to read off some questions for us from a particular game. I'm not going to name until they sponsor us <laughs> and it's going to help us lead to the discussion. So 
Maisha, the floor is yours. Yes. So I, I just have a, just a few little, you know, ones that I thought were relevant to the, today's conversation. So um, let's start with the first one. Are y'all ready for the first question? We are ready. Y'all ready for this? Okay, sorry. So first question is, um, what do you crave more of per? What do you crave more of? Mm, I like this right now, today in my life at this second, at this moment, <laughs> I crave more masculine energy. Well, then come here. I want more, here, baby. I crave more. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make the cuts. I crave more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that for now. I crave more of that. If y'all want to know more hit up my dms i'm just kidding <laughs> i say Brittany. yeah i know exactly what i'm craving and i'm craving a particular person real Ooh. hard come on come real on hard. come on and they are and real they are yeah, and they are aware and so yeah that's the that's my craving mm. Ooh, i say mandisa I'm like so wrapped up in what both of them just said, but also Jamal, <laughs> that boy, Jamal. Yeah, I know. I, 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 listen, right? Listen, listen. <laughs> no, you listen. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, what both of them said, I'm like speechless right now because I don't know, my body just absorbed all that. And so I think it's physical, physical stimulation, not, not, not necessarily in a sexual way, but just like hearing the voice of that person, a hug, waking up to that person. So the, those, those physical um, elements slash the smells, the vibrations, the the feel, the touch. Mm. Yeah. The laughter. Yeah, I thought that was about to be a cotton infomercial. You know, remember we the touch, the feel yep, yep. of cotton. One hundred, right? I was cotton. like, okay, we're already in your closet. <laughs> yes, um, I'm craving more discipline in my life. You know, I like being rested, mm. but I am the masculine in me is like fighting the feminine, and it's like, bitch. Get your ass up. The toxic masculine, the abuser, you know, is that's <laughs> no, that's what it is. It's like, why you want to be still? Like, what is you doing? Like, get up. And so, um, but I am just craving a little bit more discipline in my life. That's really what routine, ritual. I'm craving ritual. That's what I'm craving. I want that more than anything. It's like just ritual. I also love the um the to me the unspoken of um intention behind ritual Mm -hmm. because the ritual to me is like a couple levels deeper than than routine or even structure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly all right that was a great question i love that (laughs) have you ever told someone i love you baby but did it mean it? If so, why? yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was too fast at the gate before the second. Let me take my this one is yours, no. man. These I don't got nothing to say. I ain't never. <laughs> so go ahead, D. right? <laughs> I did, and at that time, the idea of losing them was I was I was more scared of that than not saying it. And it, it, when the words came in my mouth, I was like, ooh, this don't feel right. This don't feel right. But at least I knew that. So in that part, I was like, okay, I recognize <laughs> what is honest. But yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. Mm. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Because listen, it is vulnerable when someone mm. says that they love you and you're like, oh, I'm not there yet. Like it is a very vulnerable place right. to be, which is why we're having this conversation today. Because with, with conscious dating, you wouldn't even have to lie to them. <laughs> there we go. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie, Craig. Maya, do you have an answer to that or is your answer no? No, I have. I have, I have told, I have told maybe one or two people in my life that I love them and I didn't. But it wasn't me lying though. I don't, I, I mean, no. Okay, let me, let me, let me stop. I was like, how does that work? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, because I, I think in, at moments I thought that I did, right? I thought that I did. And then when I, I think, but then I knew I really didn't. And instead of just saying, instead of just being honest about that, I did, I wasn't honest about that. Right. Instead of saying, I actually don't um, feel that I may desire to, you know, or I may not even desire to feel it with you, but I do desire to feel love, to love somebody. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think like Mandisa, like you, it was the fear of, um, losing a person and not wanting to be lonely you know what I'm saying yeah and so you just I knew that that person really loved me like I knew he really loved me and I knew that it was nothing that he wouldn't do for me you know yeah and so yeah you know that's I know. that's really good I understand that completely because I think that all of us come from a perception of love and a part of unlearning all the shit that we were raised in is like finding what that is for us you know and so I definitely get your explanation of like thinking that I love someone but then realizing what love actually is that's a I think that's a common um a common battle for a lot of people dating out here and so thank you for sharing that that is really nice to to know that and and like you were saying Jamal to say it and know that having someone say that is in response, that's not the only way to know how they feel about you. Um, that's that as, as you know, the old saying, um, actions speak louder than words. Um, that, that is true so many times. Um, and that also just reminded me of an episode of Big Mouth. I don't know if, if anyone watches that or if anyone listening watches that, one of the characters is like, I love you. And he doesn't hear it back. And he's like, ah, like wrecks his world for a minute. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about that because that'll be a part of the discussion. You know, how do we get to the moment we are in now when with dating, right? So how many of us, I already have the answer for myself. I do. Are y'all using dating apps right now? No, no. Yeah, I have them. Yeah. Am I using them? Mm. But I have them. So let's do something super cool, y'all. Let Or fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> let's go over our dating profiles on the apps. And let's kind of give each other some quick feedback. I know for myself, I know my... Sh- <laughs> mine is interesting still trying to figure out which one to give y'all yeah. I love it listen I just pulled mine up I said I want to read my bio <laughs> I'm excited to hear them I'm not gonna tell y'all where so it says about me yes it is <laughs> <laughs> that's cheeky bruh <laughs> I list where I'm from so Chicago San Diego I list my uh my zodiac chart so sun is in Aries moon's in Taurus Leo rising Mercury's in Aries and then I put, <laughs> I have an emoji that basically says no to Scorpios. And then I say, I'm dope. Be dope enough to find out. I communicate in gifts. 28 plus, please, must be registered to vote. Hashtag fuckboyfem. <laughs> so this profile is interesting. Or this app is interesting because it also asks you more questions so you can, you know, show more of yourself. So they said, so one question is the podcast I'm listening to right now is dot, 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 living millennial podcast, right? Of course, the common, the most common item in your wardrobe is I said the color black. And then they ask, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I said an ambivert. Um, for those who don't know, an ambivert is someone who possess both, right? Like you are, you can be very extroverted, but you still need your, your time alone to really replenish and get back to your more extroverted self. Um, and then it says, my type is, I said, self-aware, independent, and confident. Um, and then it says, are you dominant or sub or submissive? I said, dominant for most, submissive for the worthy. Hey. 
Oh, yeah. You went through your entire <laughs> profile. I was like, oh, I was just going to read my bio. <laughs> I love that. Only because for this app, I think it's pretty cool that they're asking yeah. these questions because it really is, you know, pulling more of you. And also, if, if you haven't really thought about those things for yourself, you know, that's your time to really address it. So I thought that was, I thought it was pretty dope. Which I think, think it's super dope because you kind of get like, a conversation going so they kind of get your sense of humor mm -hmm. what you're about and like your voice mm -hmm. on things because like you said you have to think about those questions so you can kind of you can kind of get into like how this person is like you know presenting themselves or being themselves whichever mm -hmm. one it is yes I was just thinking of it like if you were to hold the mirror up to yourself and you know pick out the the areas or traits you know that um that you want most highlighted to the world that's that's what it seemed like yeah because you get to choose the question they give you a lot of questions and then you get to choose which one you know you want to answer or and show on the profile so yeah that was pretty cool what did you guys think would y'all swipe right or left on me <laughs> which way is which i don't left know left is no right is anymore. yes left yeah is no so once again we're perpetuating the left-handed <laughs> uh bad you know negative thing Oh, now, tally one. Well, <laughs> that part. Medusa one. That's a good one. Um, feedback. Feedback on the profile is is cool. If you guys have any, if you thought it was that was funny, wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it's I think it's super dope. The way we operate as friends is different than being on a date with someone as well. You know what I mean? And so I I, I think it's cool if it represents you and how you operate on the date. Like if that's the energy that you're going to give on the first date, then I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dope. If the energy is going to be different than what was on the profile on the first date, then I'm going to be kind of like, hmm, interesting mm -hmm. why there's a difference mm -hmm. in how you presented yourself and then what I'm what's mm -hmm. happening before me. Uh, yeah. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I, I would have to look at it deeper to say like, you know, more about that. But I think I think <laughs> it's pretty dope. I think yeah. it's pretty dope. Yeah, that's true. I literally just went through the same thing. I had a date over the weekend and I was like, you know, oh, no, who this person is really trying to be um, is not going to work out for me in any way, shape or form. Yeah, and, and, it, <laughs> and it's tough. Dating is hard. And so I get it. You know what I mean? So like, that's not even like a judgment thing. Like we do want to present our best selves. Like, listen, we're all on social media and we're presenting an aspect of ourselves, but you're not in my house. You don't really know me. You know what I mean? Um, I love this. I love, can I reach out mine? Yeah, please. Okay, so, yes, please. So this is mine. This is what mine says. I'm positive energy looking for great vibes, good conversation that stimulates the brain. And chemistry that fuels the body entices me. I'm an empath, artist, lover, poet. Interested in getting to know you without captivity, with freedom to be as the priority. I believe in valuing what's before you, presence, mindfulness, with all that you do. Even if just for an evening, growth can happen. Everything is everything. I vibrate at a frequency of love, am intuitive. So with respect, we can skip all the small talk be intentional. I'm honest, if not interested. And that doesn't mean you're not a dope human it means not for me. You still are everything with a deeper meaning blessings. And then it says what I'm looking for a mind with a higher vibration that stimulates our organic nature, someone intimate and vulnerable yet powerful and kingly. This is on one of the apps that's just for men. Um, a loving soul, non possessive, seeker of euphoric pleasure through all the senses. And that's my profile. Let me tell you something. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I feel like a tree grew out the ground. Let's just say I am Groot. <laughs> grew out the ground. Was like, I'm going to be a poet. <laughs> That's what that I am Groot. <laughs> Poetry writing. <laughs> Organic, vibrational, stimulating <laughs> empath listen, creature listen, <laughs> listen i'm listen i'm a taurus my moon's in cancer my ascendant is in virgo and so like cancer being in the moon and my venus is in cancer as well i am a lover i'm a nurturer i'm a caregiver and then i'm a taurus so i'm sensual i love to ignite all the senses you know and so I, it used to be a time before all this stuff happened this year with me where I wasn't completely fully myself in my profile I'm just no longer ashamed of my heart and my vulnerability and how I like to love on people you know and so I like to let people know that even if it's just for the night because I'm also cool just the fuck but like, 
I require a level of consciousness with that too, because like I am vulnerable and like, I don't like having a mask on in the bedroom. So like, if that ain't, if that's uncomfortable for you, just let me know. That's totally cool. I'm not for you. And that's totally cool too. So I try to just be me. Yeah. I think that's, that is beautiful. And that's a great, great, great segue for us to get into the discussion about conscious dating. I would love to know y'all's definition of, of conscious dating. And Maisha, go, please go ahead and start first with this. Because um, you and I have had started this conversation too. And I think your definition is just like on point. So let the audience know um, what your definition of conscious dating is. Yeah. So for me, you know, conscious dating is, is about awareness and awareness of self and what is best for you. And then, but also an awareness of the uh, environment that is around you, awareness of where you live, right? Um, You may move somewhere where it is just difficult to date, right? And so you need to be aware of that, right? Um, awareness of how much time you may even have to date in the first place. Maybe you are in a season in your life where that is just not important. It's not a priority, right? But we're human beings and we still would like to connect with people. So being honest with yourself and other people about that, like, I still want to connect with people. I just don't have like as much time to devote to you, you know? Um, So I just think it's about awareness. I also think conscious dating too is not always positive. I think we like to talk about conscious dating and it's like unicorns and I know exactly who I am and what I'm looking for, but that you can be aware of who you are and what you're looking for. And that doesn't always mean that that's a a quote unquote good thing. So um, it's really just about awareness, Um, which is why I didn't contribute to the last conversation because I was like, conscious dating for me was realizing that dating apps just was not for me. (laughs) So (laughs) I made a profile and got off of that because I was like, this is uh, I think it is cool for who it works for, but I just realized it was just, it just wasn't for me. I don't have the patience to like do that. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. What's your definition, Brittany? Mm-hmm. My definition of conscious dating is dating with c- clear articulation of my intentions, right? Whether it's to, whether it's the intent to find a life partner or even for a quick fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it it's yeah, kind of pairing it with what what Maisha said of like, you know, just being aware of what what's happening, what are you doing? What's your intention? That's that's my definition. What about you, Jamal? Um, me, you know, I, yeah, this is what I wrote down. And I think this is a conversation. So don't take this definition. It's like the end all be all. It's not for me. Um, but what I wrote was conscious dating is operating from a place of being your authentic self while allowing others to be themselves while knowing your choosing and their choosing of self and each other is paramount and is important. Um, and so it's an awareness of self room and space for someone else to be themselves and then you all choose it's like the conscious choice of choosing which is like boundaries knowing what's best for you and knowing what's best for them and i say that because i feel like in dating a lot of times that's what i talk about the mask about we put on something to be attractive right we play the game of dating it's like nah be your authentic self and then when you're doing that the other person can be their authentic self if they have a different perspective on something at the date have a conversation about it. It can be a conscious conversation. You don't have to agree. What you are getting from being your authentic self from consciously dating is who the person actually is, which empowers your choice if you are meant to be or not to be. You cut through all the bullshit and then everybody leaves happy, feeling great about themselves, whether you're choosing them or not, you know? And so that's that's why I wrote that down. Um, and there's more nuance there to be explored, of course, but that's my definition as of this moment. Absolutely. I love that. D, <laughs> what you got for me? <laughs> First, let me give a nod to the Hamlet uh, <laughs> to be or not to be. <laughs> that gave me yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> I got you. I got, as soon as I heard it, I was like, Hamlet. <laughs> My, my, my definition isn't in sentences. It's more just kind of like bullet points of what conscious dating means to me. 
Um, so I wrote down five, one being present, two meeting people where they are, three being aware and honest about expectations, four trust your gut, and five know that work is required, which I feel like adds to and builds upon like a few threads of what, what each of us said um, that kind of, you know, like weaved on to the next person's answer. Um, so I love that, that collective of what it means to each of us. Yeah, I think we all can make those connections together. Um, I'm proud of y'all. I'm all excited. <laughs> we smart or whatever. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> not to say that nobody is, not to say that anyone out there is not smart for not having the same definition. I'm just saying that we all on the same page. Um, but anyway, so have either of us really been consciously single? Meaning if, have we ever been single, like with the purpose to truly discover ourselves and what we want? I know for myself, I have, um, even when I didn't know that I was, <laughs> you know, like I've always known what I, what I wanted or what I did not want, even before I realized and was able to identify what I wanted. When I saw what I didn't want and what didn't feel good, I knew to just leave, right. Or to drop it. So yeah. Have y'all ever been intentionally or consciously single? Yeah. I am. I, I think in different ways in different parts of my life. I think I'm definitely am now. I I I also think too like being consciously single also means like um you'll know when you're really consciously single when you are presented with like options and you still remain like true to yourself. Cause I think it's easy to be like consciously single when it's nobody available, right? But um when options present themselves to you and you still go, nah, I think I'm going to choose or not. I think I'm going to choose myself right now because, um, you know, that's where I need to be, you know? And so one of the things that I pray for, for myself is that I hope I, I, I always pray when I do pray for love, a romantic love or partnered love, I always ask, you know, my guides and the ancestors to bring, you know, who needs to be brought to me at the, at the perfect time, because I want to be really receptive and prepared. I don't want to meet someone, um, and not be ready <laughs> because I, I, I will have to force a, a decision where I'll have to go as much as I enjoy you. I can't do this because I'm just not ready. And I don't want to be in that position, in that position. So, yeah. That that is that. spot on. I relate to everything you just mm -hmm. said in a very, especially with the situation I'm going through right now, which is again, all beautiful. I'm grateful. Um, and I've been single for eight years. You know, I haven't been someone, my last relationship again was with my best friend that I grew up with. And we have a 17, 18 year friendship now. And we dated for four years in the middle of that. We were actually just friends for many years through high school, all the way into junior year of college. Um, and so I've been single since then because in that relationship, I was on the down low, you know? And so when I hurt my best friend, after that, I knew that I could never hurt another person if I didn't know myself. And I knew that I still had things to work through in regards of my sexuality and loving myself and like daddy issues and mommy issues and all those things. And so I wasn't interested in jumping in a relationship. I was never eager to date or like even be in a relationship because I knew that I had to be with myself. And I also think that that was, I, I relate to what you said about not even being conscious about that. I wasn't even conscious about that. Looking back, I just see that there was this divine light around this purpose around me, why that was happening. Wow. Ooh, that's powerful. I just, I guess, can I chime in and just say, um, cause I want to segue back to your point earlier, Jamal, about you were talking about conscious dating being about authenticity. Right. And, and I agree with that. I think that, um, you can't attract your authentic because your, your person or people's, your tribe, you know, um, is, they have to be authentically themselves and you have to be authentically yourself for y'all to even, you know, cross paths with each other, right? I also think that, you know, we live in a world where being your authentic self has consequences, right? And 
And I also think we have to be our discerned authentic self. You still have to have discernment when you're being authentic because you may show a part of you and it may put you in an unsafe situation, you know, um, or you may become the subject of somebody's like attacks because their insecurities or whatever the case may be. And so um, I just bring that up to say it's beautiful that you were able ha to have an experience that affirmed that you are worthy of your being your authentic self and your honest self with people because I think so many of us fear that because we've been met with consequences for being who we are, you know. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there for anybody out there that's struggling with like being who you are, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's a vulnerable thing. And, you know, I was watching the Brene Brown thing last night on Netflix and like vulnerability is uncomfortable, you know? And so like saying, I love you first is vulnerable. Telling someone that, hey, I feel deeply connected to you is vulnerable. You know what I mean? Because that's me, you know, the other person can decide to go somewhere and then it's just me. But like being aware of like what can happen and all of that, and they're making the choice to to block the drama. Also, don't be an asshole back just because they're not for you either. Just choose to go home and say, hey, not for me. I just sent a text today. I said, yo, if you want to pop up when you want to hit it from a different number, when you want to hit it, I'm sorry, bro. We're at a different vibration. And with love for you, I'm authentically myself. I know who I am. And when you get comfortable with you, then you can hit me up with a consistent number and then we can do whatever. But other than that, like, I don't have time to go back and forth with so much love for you. We're just in different places. And you have to be willing to do that too. Like, I'm not willing to play the game. I have no drama in my life. I don't want to bring any in at 32. Like, why? Yeah, I, I all of that resonates with me entirely um you did mention to Jamal a little bit about um you know what others are bringing right from their experiences um and I wanted to bring up the question of like what societal norms do you all think influence how we date um monogamy <laughs> right um and the and you know romanticizing and glorifying monogamy um yeah I I totally agree um yeah, any other, my or, or D, any other maybe examples that you guys have seen? I think, I think uh, societal or even familial expectations of having this, having a person, having a certain status uh, and things kind of tokens kind of collected along in your life by a certain point where you may think, oh, okay, I'm, you know, 20, I'm not 25, but I'm just throw out 25. <laughs> I'm 25. I should be, you know, engaged by now and I should be working towards this and this and that. And it may cause you to look at, you know, the people in your life or more specifically the person you're with, your partner and go, okay, is this person the one? Do I settle? Is this settling if I were to, you know, marry this person or, um, or whatever that, that looks like for you? Um, and, and it's funny, just before you asked this question, I was thinking, you know, traveled through most of the millennial years, how nice it is to, to have these experiences and, and, and relationships to reflect on and to see how much we've grown and have learned um, along the way to, to be at a point where we are doing and discussing conscious dating um, and what that looks like to be present in a relationship, to, to honestly walk away, step away from someone or something when you know it's not right sooner rather than later. Um, and, and what it takes or what it feels like to be patient in something um, and, and to be so, so sound in yourself and your feelings that you vibrate that and in a beautiful way can articulate that to other people and be in response to their response. And, and like you said, Jamal, with <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, someone, you know, messaged me and was like, I feel this way. And I read the message. I was in the middle of watching the episode or something, but I, I read the message. Then I realized I had missed part of the episode, went back and was like, okay, let me pay attention to this. And then, and then I will give this person my full attention. Um, and then like we had a conversation about it and it was cool. And then, you know, like we ended up talking about five other things and it was, it was just wonderful. And to not be like, 
I feel this way, you don't feel like this, or to be up in arms um, because you had a certain expectation of how I should respond or feel. Um, so yeah, so it's it's kind of nice being in this version of the driver's seat. Yeah. I know, I love that. One thing I'm hearing consistently is is how we how we are addressing communicating with someone our own feelings and our intentions, right? Um, I'm hearing that from every last one of you. And the outcome of that was really just a departure from someone potentially or a departure from the conversation with clarity, you know, and that's important. I think that's, that's totally important. And again, when you go into any type of relationships, platonic or, or romantic, and you are clear about intentions with yourself or with others, um, that can lead you to have that, to have those um, impactful conversations. Um, So thank y'all for sharing that. Cause again, that's, that's, yeah, kind of sounds like that's the base of our, of, of our conversation right now. I know I've had my experiences with that, including, um, like I said, I had a little date or whatever <laughs> over the weekend and I had to tell someone, and I'm actually proud of myself because what am I y'all? What do I declare myself? Y'all forgot already. That's how I've grown. That's how I've grown the ghosting queen. I was about to say an act. Oh, I was like an activist, but this doesn't apply. I was that like, part. I don't think that's the right answer. <laughs> I have, I used to, dec- I used to call myself the ghosting queen and I can, I was proud of that. Right. And like, you know, but now I've shifted away because I'm, I have more, not even more confidence that we even have confidence in just in the conversation then, but you know, I'm just more intentional with those things. Um, so I had to do something very similar is like have a difficult conversation with someone um, over the weekend after we've spent some time together and just let them know, like, you know, the compatibility just is not there. Um, and then also had to filter through, you know, this person's feelings, whether they were genuine or not, um, and still release any responsibility I may have, you know, felt in the past, you know, and just say, Hey, this is not my responsibility to comfort you when I'm being honest about how I feel. And it's not my responsibility to tag along to anything that I'm not interested in, you know? So the question was what, I think you said, what societal ideals or norms, uh, affect, you know, conscious influence how you date. Yeah, well, I think I, I want to first start with talking about like the, you, you know, your target audience for your your podcast, which is millennials. And and if you from where I'm from, if you a millennial, that means a lot of us are children of dolphins, uh, children of incarcerated folks, um, children of single working class women. Um, you know, so you talking about at least that that's my story. I don't know what everybody else's story is, right? And so, you know, for, um, for a lot of us, there are these areas of this, these wounds that we have, right, that have been um, normalized as normal, right, that it's okay to walk through the world and be traumatized and to be broken and to just find somebody who can just, you know, help you uh, grow, find somebody who can just, who will just tolerate you. You know what I mean? I remember my grandmother used to tell me like, um, you know, find a man who loves you more than you love him. And, 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 and I get that, um, I get that that's, a her truth based on what she came through. Um, but like, damn, I mean, not that I'm trying to like quantify, love but I would like for us to you know have a balance love each other as you know as 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 equal as possible or as equitable as possible right I don't want to find somebody that loves me more than I love them because then I'm not inspired you know so anyways I just wanted to just speak to that that I think a lot of us are like really deeply wounded and then of course you and then and those wounds come from slavery, you know, you got colorism, you got fat phobia, you got homophobia, you got people that don't want to date people because they dark skinned people don't want to date bisexual black men, you know, just all kind of um, craziness that prevents us, I think, from being able to like have who we want. So I just wanted to acknowledge that question because uh, that's an, that that's why we can't find what we want. That's an important question. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And, and you have to you have to be aware, you have to be aware of history and how you when you look at history and you look at sex and society, I took this class in college, sex and society, like there are norms that like shape how we operate within sex, relationship and marriage within certain generational times and decades and certain periods throughout history that affects all of us. And I want to clarify what I meant about monogamy, because I'm not just talking about sex. And when I talk about that, the side of norm, like there's been confusion with that, like people look at monogamy and possess the person, not just sexually, but possess them from their friends, from their family. Like you wanna own the person, this is mine, this is what I got. And so it's so like just me and you, this is me and you. And I think that that has affected a lot of us in relationships as well as a society, because I'm starting to learn about this universal love. And it's not about how many people you're having sex with. You can be monogamous with someone in the bedroom. You can be monogamous with someone, but sometimes people make their relationship like possessive where like, you only, only are there. And it's like, no, everything is relationships, you know? Like this friend has been there my whole life. This is my family, this is my thing. And so it's this thing of like monogamy that gets confused. Like, oh, you're only supposed to be here. And because we're in the bedroom together, like I'm your first priority. I'm the first person you call. I need to know where every, where, where you are. Like we kind of take people away from being their own human being on their own personal journey in this life that is choosing to be with you. And it's so much more than just sex. And so when I say monogamy, I'm kind of flipping the term to how we possess people that we love. And I think that has affected us because we see how that happens in relationships, right? We see what happens in marriages and even just dating someone, someone's like going for a job and they're working somewhere in a different country. It's like, well, you're gone. And then you get drama in the relationship because the person is actually over there working, doing what they love. And because you're possessing them with your body and your words and everything, you're keeping them from actually going on their personal purpose in life that they're here to do. And so like, I think monogamy has really confused a lot of things even with emotional intimacy like people like emotional intimacy people will be like oh emotional cheating so on and so forth and it's like uh don't we all want to be seen and be heard and like do we even have to possess the emotions of someone and who they are seen and heard by um i think that is even interesting and complex too That's what don't to forget do. to come and pick up your who feelings about possessing motherfuckers okay that's real. Wow, Jamal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wow. That's powerful. Possessing the emotion. We're going to need a part two. Ooh, they we are gonna need a part two. and hard. See, oh, yeah, we do. We're going to need a part two because that's that's that is my confliction with monogamy. You know, it's not that I don't think that you know, being with one person and building your security with that person and taking the time to get to know them is, is that's fine. But when it starts to be like, I possess you now and, you know, you can't, you can't talk to your exes. And if I have a healthy relationship with them, I can talk to who the fuck I want to. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's especially hard for femmes to do that. See, we don't have an expectation for masculine folks and particularly men to be monogamous. Monogamy is a control mechanism for women and femmes. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's especially hard for me, I feel sometimes to date because I'm like, when I let my, especially men, it's different when I'm dating other folks, but with men, it's like, when I let them know you can't own me, they like, oh, never mind. Never mind, never mind. I, I don't want to fuck with you, you know? Like, or they want to, turn me into, I don't know, turn me into something that I'm not, you know? So anyways, I just wanted to just say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, to all my fans and women out there, like, hold, hold it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be letting these motherfuckers control you. You know what I'm saying? This your bus, <laughs> this your plane, you driving it. And if a motherfucker want to fuck with you, then they need to get on the bus and be a good passenger or they going to get off. And it's really just that simple. And it's about the trauma you're talking about, too, because when you possess someone in love and you possess the emotion, it's coming from the place of fear that you're going to lose right. something, that you don't have love, that you won't have security, that you won't have safety. When truth be told, every human experience here is to learn self-reliance and that love is with you, because once you learn the love that is with you, 
you know what it means to give love to someone else. And so if anyone is ever trying to possess you or control you and like hold on to you, like that's that's something that's that's a fear based tactic to do. And I'm like, listen, I'm not above it. I've been there right. before. You know, I've been there before. And like, I love monog monogamy might be for me. I just been single for eight years. so I haven't had to think about it. Like, seriously, you know, it might be for me. I don't know. But like, that's the thing is that whenever you're possessing someone in love, that means you are afraid that you don't have it without them. And that's a lie. That's when it's told like you need to focus back on you and love you because this is only leading to a journey of like you still not feeling love because it's actually not about the other person is that you don't love you. Oh, projection. Projection. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. And I think that has a lot to do with what we've learned from other generations, right? Or from society. Again, it's all pulling us back to that, that question of what norms have we, um, have we seen or have we, you know, really picked up and may have even internalized for ourselves. Um, and in what ways, right, do we unlearn that? So we are going to do a part two, and we're going to talk about the process of unlearning those things so we can truly possess not one another, but just you use a beautiful word, Jamal, universal love, right? And be appreciative of all the love we receive and in many forms, um, especially when it really is good for us and it's fueling us. And it's a reflection of the love that we, that we put out, right? And it makes you smile. It makes you go, ah, yeah. like that's never bad. It's like, if, if it feels good in love, like that's never mm -hmm. bad. And we're not talking about the motherfucker that's lying and that doesn't know themselves and that's being deceitful and things like that. We're not talking about that human being. We're talking about when there's a fear-based mm -hmm. thing that you're losing something that's actually within you. That You're spot on, Brittany. I love that. All the things, all the feels. I love this. So, so stay tuned for a part two. Y'all, this is the second to last episode of season three. We're about to end season three with an amazing, phenomenal finale. I'm actually excited that we're going to do it with um, a great supporter of ours, really, because I don't think folks really realize how much my supports us. Um, their love and their feedback has been uh, so fueling to you know, Living Millennial, the brand and our conversations and, and just everything. I feel so good. I know y'all feel good. I'm hoping that our audience feels really good and excited about this conversation and the next one coming through. So y'all know what to do. Follow us on IG at Living Millennial PC. Find us on Facebook at Living Millennial Podcast. Share with your loved ones. Share with your friends. Share with your classmates, whoever. All right. We all want to be out in these streets consciously dating. Yeah, we want y'all to be great and be loved. Period. This is Living Millennial. We are living millennial. Oh, ba, 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 ba. All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.